Two dudes in one wetsuit. This is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Don't threaten me with the Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Kyle. Hey, Brian was hoping to get a chance to tell you about my new podcast about half of a 24-hour period. It's called Day on Arrival. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You're still yeah. going. You still got a lot yeah. of these, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got, a, nice. we got a whole bunch to get through. I figure I'll probably take it through 2023. 2024, we'll start a new gimmick. <laughs> I wonder if Seth can keep it going that long, too, to uh, to have, you know, because he does it on whenever he's on the show as well. But he's not on here as nearly often as you are. So Sure, sure. <laughs> does, does he do it on Blood and Destroyers? No, he does stables on Blood and Destroyers. Oh. So okay. he puts together random stables that he comes up with by just people's names, locations, whatever. He just comes up with random shit. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Maybe even Threads now, too. You'll be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Zanku. Did you are, sign up are for you Threads, on threads yet? yet? No, yeah, I, I was just, I was, man. I am. I am. Okay. Oh, let me say this about Threads. I, okay, Instagram is making a Twitter. Instagram is pretty much the only social network that I use. It's one of the most, it's one of the only ones I use too. Yeah. And I, and I use it regularly. I, I do hop on a couple minutes a day and like, oh, look memes, you know, and that's pretty much all I use it for. And then they're like, oh, we're making a, a Twitter for Instagram. And I'm like, okay, kind of cool. I hate Twitter. Maybe I'll hate this too, but we'll give it a shot. But then I found out I was a boomer because you have to actually download a separate app. You do. It's like Twitter. I'm you have out. to have like, hey, why? That was enough for me. I don't know. I, I can't I can't explain it. I If it was a separate tab on Instagram, like if there was just, you know, there's like your homepage and then the explore page and then the threads page, I would be much more inclined to visit and experience that. In fact, I would. I, w- I would have done it by now. I 100% would have been in on threads by now. But since it's a separate app, I'm out. And I and I cannot explain why. Hmm, interesting. Maybe yeah. somebody will do like a third party app. Right. Well, like maybe like that incorporates both Instagram and threads. If if threads like incorporated into the pictures you posted. Right. So you could post a picture and start a thread. Maybe that that might be interesting. I imagine they will do that event. This is still extremely new. Right. Like they yeah, just launched this. It's apparently pretty bare bones too. In fact, I was listening to uh, the radio the other day, and the 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 DJ said, "You know, find me on Facebook at this, and I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I am on Threads at this." And I was like, "Whoa, this guy made the full switch." So that I thought that was pretty interesting. A lot of people have been abandoning ship on Twitter, right? Yeah, that's. I been guess a... they've been putting some like limitations and caps, and I, I don't really stay up to date on too much. Like, you know, I, I visit I Twitter. Hate Twitter. I hate it. Um, I will check it multiple times a day, but it's more just professional wrestling related i guess aew okay, okay. you know because that's where they post a lot of shit and sure um i don't really do too much on twitter if 
you've noticed, I don't really tweet. I've, I've never really tweeted. Um, I deleted when... Twitter years ago. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I didn't even know that. No. Yeah. I, well, it's just, like I said, Instagram is the only social media network that I am at all regular user of. Yeah. I mean, I use them all for the most part. Um, I check them all regularly, but I don't actually do anything on any of them. Even Instagram, I don't really do anything with. Right. Um, I just check them all. But yeah, I downloaded threads. I haven't actually like set up my profile. But I did lock in my name and shit, so fair, that, fair. Way, that way I just have it. And I've gotten about See, what if, fucking what if you 100 just ha- requests to follow so far. What if you just had your name already because it linked to your Instagram account and it was just- It does. Hey, no, it 100% well, I know, does. I know, but it's like, it's like, oh, you're now on threads. And if you click this button- you can go over to that, and it's just it's just part of the Instagram app. Like it's See, a I seamless. Would've, I would have yeah. used it. I would have used it then. Yeah, because when ah, I did well. when I did launch it, you know, I lo- I logged in with Instagram, and it just gave me my Brian.ldg that I had. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's basically exactly what you're saying, just still a separate app. Yeah. To hell with that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, Brian. That's all right. That's all right. It seems like a lot of people have, though. And I think uh, more and more people will, especially as it gets better, right? I mean, like I said, it's still in the early phases, but... um, Yeah, they said it's pretty bare bones right now. Yeah, but I know that uh, a lot of people have been wanting an alternative to Twitter to get away from from Elon Musk, but uh, you're just going from from the dark side to the dark side, right? From Elon to Zuckerberg. Yeah, there's no winner there. No one's winning. No, until, until they fight. Aren't they fighting in a cage soon? That's the that's the report. Is Dana White wants to put them in a in a cage match against each other, and both of them said yes. Yeah, they so, both said they'd do it. <laughs> I mean, and as stupid as it is, I'm I'd watch. watch. I'd watch. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it in Discord with you. Like this, and I don't I'm, know who would win. To be fair, like Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg's younger than Musk. Zuckerberg's right? I mean, younger, but he also trains. He like he participates in like jujitsu competitions. I wonder what Elon Musk does. Nothing. It makes money, flies to the moon or Mars or I don't know. But (laughs) no, but no, Zuckerberg without his shirt on, he's actually kind of built. He's built like an athlete and he he trains and practices and jujitsu is like a thing for him. Oh, I hope it happens. (laughs) I I know. I, I even though they both said yes. And apparently there's like contracts, even though that's reportedly the case, I still think it's only like a 6% chance of actually happening. Right. Like, yeah, one of the, one dream. of their lawyers is going to be like, absolutely not. You know, and it, it's just, you know, whatever. It's not going to happen. But what if it does? What if it does? Absolutely. What if I'll it watch does? it. I'd watch it, too. <laughs> We got we got Floyd versus uh, De La Hoya and everybody else. So yeah, maybe it'll it's possible. It's possible. It is possible. And they do a lot of celebrity, even like celebrity boxing events and shit now. So celebrity death match. It's becoming Hell real. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, that one that referee is no longer with us though? Is he? Who the one that they always used in Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, the yeah, bald, no, I, the bald guy. Yeah, no, he's I for, I forget his name, but no. Yeah. I love that show. Me too. It was good. Um, one of the only rare like MTV shows that I've ever gotten into besides music videos. Oh, I I had a couple seasons of Real World that I was oh, God. a follower <laughs> of, and you know, younger me had lower standards. So yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I'd watch TRL, Beavis and Butthead. I watched Beavis and Butthead. Was Beavis a lot. and Butthead on MTV? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember being on MTV. Yeah, Daria. Um, I remember Daria. I was never a fan of Daria. I did watch TRL. I will say, when I got home from like school and shit, I would put TRL on. Carson um, Daly. Hell yeah, dude. Carson yeah. Daly still active, isn't he? The uh, I think he's the host on. He's on Good Voice? Morning America. I think. I think he's on The Voice too. Is like. Is, the... I thought that was only women allowed. I thought that was a women's show. Not that. Oh boy, 
you might want to cut that. Don't Not cut the it. view, the voice. Oh, okay. I thought, what did you... <laughs> uh, Carson you're, you're Daly. Thinking, you're thinking of the view. I think he was like the host he used to be. I don't know if he still is on the uh, Is an American TV On the host. voice. He's kind of chunky. He's got a, You know what? Oh, yeah. He's, start... he's, he's ballooned up a little bit. Yeah. He's starting to look like Jimmy Fallon a little bit, too. Um, yeah. But I think he's on the voice, or at least he used to be. He's 50. My word. Yep. Uh, oh, apparently he's got a disease. I shouldn't call him chunky. I, th- I guess he's got a disease now. I mean, damn. Dude, um, you mean you and I mean you? I'm 37. We're getting up there too. Oh, he was on American Idol. He was American Idol, not The Voice. I don't know, that dude. Was, American Idol was uh, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, well, he might have took it over. I don't fucking know. Any. I don't watch those shows that much. Oh no, no, no. Oh wait, he is on The Voice. You're right. You're right. He is on The Voice. I don't that's watch awesome. him either. So that's why everybody is just listening to this yelling right now. Oh, he had a late night show called Last Call with Carson Daly. I watch clips on YouTube of like people on The Voice or you know those Got Talent shows, and I just watch like the acts, but I don't actually watch the shows itself. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, that's not video game related at all. It's not at all. No. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move into current conditions. He's on the Today Show. That's the, I, I said is. Good Morning he's, America. He's on the Today yeah, Show. He's, that's I right. think he's on the Today Show as well. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, the entire current conditions this week is all you. You're the only one that's played something new this week. I myself have been, after I finished Final Fantasy 16 last week, I jumped back into the Legend of Heroes. And I think that might be where I just stay for this entire summer. I was kind of sure. telling you that. Uh, I am actually nearing the end of Trails from Zero and or Trails to Zero, whatever it's called. And then I will be moving into the Azure sequel right after, um, you know, because Trails into Reverie just released this past Friday on the 7th. So I do want to get caught up on that series and just put it out so that way I don't have to worry about being behind the next time a new game comes out. I can just jump in immediately. And this summer, you know, leading up to probably Starfield, right? Like there's stuff coming out that I'm interested in, but nothing that's like super important that I need to dedicate just my time to that. CSRs? So, mm, CSRs is end of August, though. Like, that's like a week before okay, Starfield. Okay, fair, fair. That's Armored like Core is before, before that. And it, that's the same week as CSRs. Okay, okay. So, um, like, that's, like, that final week of August is when shit starts hitting again that I'm really, really, like, day one I want to jump in. Like, even Boulder Skate 3. The game is so massive, and I don't know that anyone else is going to play it right away. Like, I'm not necessarily going to jump in right away. Like, I might, but I'll be taking my time with that game. Like, I'll just j- play it for half hour, an hour here and there, but I'll be keep going back to um, The Legend of Heroes because I like I said, that was one of my goals this year, too, right, was to really get caught up on Yakuza and The Legend of Heroes. I made that same promise last year and I failed. I really want to do it because they just keep pumping out games so quick now. Like, what would we get? Three Legend of Heroes games this year. We got two Yakuza games this year. Like, I'm going to fall immensely behind if I don't get caught up. <laughs> right. So that's the goal, I think, for me. Is, is to just do that and, and focus on it until I do. But that being said, you have played two new games that actually recently just dropped. And we're going to kick things off by uh, squeezing into a wetsuit here. No, and, no, no, uh, no, no. Let's do the other one first. Okay. Well, then I don't know what I don't know what we're going to how we're going to. Let's whip what, out our paintbrushes. Okay. Do a little oh, yeah, watercolor. This, this is kind of like um, chicory, isn't it? Where it's like a painting. A little bit. Thing. Yeah. 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 So Very let's similar start with, style. Let's start with Dordon just because I have less. I, and I, I'm not pronouncing that right either it's like Dordon, do, do, do. is that how they say it in game <laughs> yeah they say it in game some crazy way and i can't i can never do it right uh but Dordogne? i did no it's definitely not Dordogne. <laughs> I, maybe, it, maybe it's like baloney it's like Dordoni. <laughs> but uh but i did we've been calling it Dordon, uh and it's something similar relatively close to that uh 
but I did jump into this because it's on Game Pass and because it is an emotional story with a really good artistic style to it. And that always appeals to me. That's usually like a day one thing for me. I'm like, all right, let's hop in. Uh I've I've been enjoying this game. You you start this game as a as a young girl who um is living with her grandmother over the summers. And you're going back and forth in time because the grandmother's now passed away. And as an adult, you're returning to grandma's house to kind of sift through her things. And there's been some splintering of the family a little bit. And so you're sifting through the things after grandma's passed away. And when you find something, it takes you back into your memories and you redo some of the things that you did with your grandma when you were young. And it's a very, very sweet game mixed with little bits of bitterness of this family. Family that's been splintered and torn apart in different ways and and you know you find old letters that she's written to her husband or uh, letters that she wrote to your dad which was her son right um, these these kind of hints about what happened in the family here and there over the years and and the modern day part of the game takes place in 2002 so it's it's still not my it's still 20 years ago and then she lived with grandma back in like the 70s or something like that okay so so you're going back and forth and there is a lot of sadness also at the time of being a child because she doesn't want to be living with her grandma she misses being at home she misses being with her friends but over time learns to appreciate kind of this peaceful countryside life that grandma has created for herself and is now kind of welcoming you to and is trying to get you to be a part of as well and so there's this really really touching sweet story about connecting with you know your elders and and learning to appreciate and enjoy things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And then revisiting those things after you've been away from them for so long and remembering why you loved certain things or how important certain things are to you, right? How important it is to go back and read old letters or look at old pictures and remember maybe people you've lost or or things that you're not used to doing anymore, right? Uh but it's a it's a very cool story. It's voice acted really, really well. I should have looked up who's the voice actor for the main character. I I think her name's Mimi um, and Dordogne, if I'm saying that right, I think is like the name of the river that she lives by. So uh, or maybe well, the was, town that she lives in. I was, something, I'm something actually, similar to so that. I just did like a Google search on Dordogne and it actually is a large rural department in southwestern France. Yeah, it's in it's in France with its so, prefecture in a word that I can't pronounce. Par- okay. Perigue, maybe sure. Perigue. Yeah, it's, it, it's probably pronounced way weird and you know how the French are with their vowels they just throw them in there all willy-nilly with no intent to ever say them <laughs> but uh but it's been a, it's been a really fun game the entire game is kind of done in oh, there this... is a river called Dordogne as well you're right oh it is okay maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is uh there is but a river it's, called Dordogne everything is done in this really really cool watercolor hand-painted watercolor style uh, and the the environments are all watercolored. And so you're walking around the rooms and they're not they're static rooms, kind of in the way if if you remember controlling like Resident Evil 2 back in the day. Right. You walk into a room and then the camera sits in one spot. Your character moves around and interacts with things in that room. And then you go through a door and then the camera shifts perspectives again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it does that so that all of the perspectives can be hand painted watercolor paintings. And so that's that's really neat. There's a lot. There's some outdoor scenes, some indoor scenes. They've done really neat things with how the light 
light interacts with the paint and floods a room when you open a window or something like that. Um, and it's very, very pretty. Uh, watercolor is, is something that I like. My wife is a is a painter and is a very, very talented watercolor I have, painter. I as, have a few of her paintings. Yeah, you have some of her paintings. Yeah, and she's a very talented watercolor painter. And so I have a great fondness for watercolor paintings. I still anyways. have those up. <laughs> and uh, and I, I like that a lot. And so it's been fun. It's on Game Pass. It's not a long game. Uh, my son actually already beat it and I'm playing it after him. So Yeah, uh, you said there was only one save, so you guys yeah, couldn't play it concurrently, which is yeah, a little disappointing. Yeah, you can't play it concurrently, but it's, it's only a few hours long, so it's not like Three it and a half according to how long to beat. Yeah, it's not it's not a super long game. I'm only a few of the chapters into it. I think there's eight chapters and I'm on three or four. So it's, it's you know... So I, you're, I, you've, been, you've played about an hour and a half worth of the game then so far. Yeah, yeah. roughly. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. There's not... A, it's it's much more narrative than it is gameplay heavy, but I'm enjoying it, and I th- I think you probably would too. Oh, I just know for I the would. narrative aspects of it. If you just chilled out one night and played through that game, I think I think it's a cool story. And like I said, the voice acting is stellar. They really they really pulled together a good set of voice actors and a good script for this. I this was actually meant to be to be my game for this week on Play on Arrival. I was going to jump into it uh, before you and I sat down to record, but I just didn't have a chance to because I got too sucked into the Legend of Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful but, with those uh, games. I know, but I'm glad you actually had a chance to jump in. It is going to be something that I I do play eventually, um, probably relatively soon, I will say, because it is such a short experience that I can, you know, knock this out, say, after I finish the the game that I'm playing now, Trails to Zero, uh, jump into Dordogne before I jump into Azure, just to Yeah, and, and recently you and I talked about that, like these these yeah. short games that are uh-huh. just kind of a, a maybe a one, Planet one, Alana, one or two another one that's thing. good for that, yep. Yeah, it's, it's nice to jump in, and like you called it a palate cleanser the other day i like that i like yeah, that really and, and yeah. i just got done with the campaign of diablo i'm still playing tears of the kingdom i'm still playing final fantasy 16 but sometimes i don't want to worry about progressing in this big massive story sometimes i just want to i, I want to relax and play something that's a little bit more you know bite-sized and and get an experience out of that right it's like watching a youtube video instead of a instead of a four-hour movie instead you know i want to watch a five-minute youtube video instead of ben-hur so <laughs> it, it's 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 that kind of feeling sometimes, and I enjoy these games for that. Yeah, I definitely uh, am looking forward to jumping in as soon as I, like I said, probably finish this game that I'm at now. Which honestly, I was actually thinking I would finish this by the end of the weekend, but I don't think I will. So I'm somewhere in the middle of chapter four in zero. Um, and there's five chapters. Okay. So, I mean, I probably have 10, 12 hours left. Um, I am playing on fast forward mode, which I always do in those games because it's like, otherwise, if you don't, the games are insanely long. Um, and I love that they include fast forward mode to where you just put the game on like four times the speed that it normally is. Right. And I mean, the, I love when they do that. I, I, I turn it off for cutscenes, obviously, right? Because I want to watch them. Um, but other than that, like walking around on the map or in towns or battles, I have that shit set to four times as as always. Like, and it makes it so much quicker. Like I was comparing my playtime to Sev's playtime because we're roughly at the same spot now. I caught up to him, and he's put about fifty hours into the game, whereas I just hit the twenty six hour mark. So I'm moving okay. through it about. 50% faster sure, or 150% sure. faster or something like that um, just because I am playing on fast forward which is kind of nice yeah that's cool I like that um, but the other game can we squeeze into our wetsuit now now let's squeeze into a wetsuit together I want to hear you talk about Dave the Diver because oh, this game has been catching some eyes right I've seen a lot of people streaming it on Twitch a lot of people talking about it and a lot of people having a lot of fun with Dave the Diver yeah this is not a game that I was aware of at all 
until release until it day, came out. which was yeah. June 28th. Uh, yep. Release day, it comes out, and all of a sudden, it, it was everywhere the day it came out, which is which is odd for an indie game like this. I still don't know how it caught fire like it has, uh, but it has. And it, well, I, I don't want to say I don't know how. I, it did because it's good, right? But there's lots of good games that fly under the radar. This game, it caught the attention of major publications and streamers, and everybody has been playing it. Uh, it's only $20 on Steam. There was a sale. I picked it up on sale. Plus, I had money in my Steam account, a few bucks from selling CSGO crates. So I got it for like 14 bucks. Totally worth it. Uh, and I only picked it up because I knew it was my type of game, right? I, it was Catching right. Fire. It's this small little indie game with a goofy, goofy storyline and silly things to do in it. And that's always a fun thing for me. Uh, and it's called Dave the Diver, which I think is a funny name for it. You are a fat guy with a goatee named Dave and you are a professional scuba diver and you have been hired by a sushi restaurant to dive into this uh dive into the ocean and retrieve fish and whatever fish you bring back are the fish that you're going to uh give to the sushi chef who will serve to his patrons at the restaurant that night and you are the server at the restaurant at night that is the core idea of this game um and that's where it starts i mean the, the the game is split up into three cycles. You've got morning, afternoon, and evening. The sushi restaurants only open in the evening, so morning and afternoon are reserved for um, going to the ocean on your boat, diving in, and... When does he sleep? Fish. He, I don't know. I don't know. They actually make a joke about that. So this guy gets no days off. Poor, poor Dave. Um, but it's really, really a really good time because... You start out with nothing but a harpoon gun. And so you dive, you've got your oxygen meter on the side of the screen, and that's how long you can stay underwater is how much oxygen you've got, right? So you're watching that, you're keeping track of that. The faster you go, the more oxygen you use. So you're trying to temper your speed and you can only go so deep. Once you start going too deep, then you start using way too much oxygen and you're going to pass out. Uh, if you pass out or if you die underwater because there are fish that will attack you, there are hostile fish. Uh, then a pod comes and gets you and you can only save one thing from your entire uh, excursion that day. Okay. So everything else gets thrown away. Um, your oxygen is also your life. And so if a shark happens to attack you or a, you know, one of these zebra fish or something happened to attack you, it's not like it hurts you. It just uses more of your oxygen. So your oxygen does end up being your life in that way. And uh, the more you play, the more this game just kind of keeps throwing mechanics at you and the mechanics of themselves are not difficult right so the one of the first things it throws at you is a gun you take a gun with you underwater in order to defend yourself and uh, against some of the more hostile fish like sharks and zebra fish so you can start shooting things underwater then the owner of the sushi restaurant wants you to help decorate the restaurant so now you're also in charge of that then you've got to start hiring staff for your restaurant. Well, now you've also got a cell phone that you can take with you. And the cell phone, there's uh, there's all these apps on the cell phone. You can upgrade your gun. You can upgrade your scuba suit, upgrade your oxygen tank so you can stay down there longer, so you can dive deeper. You can um, call people on your cell phone to get, like, different side quests and stuff. And the, there's a ecological society that wants to help protect the ocean. So now they want certain things out of the ocean, and you submit those things over your cell phone. There's an app that 
it's like Yelp. And so people rate your restaurant, you know, the experience that they had at the restaurant that night. And so so you get this you get this crazy mix of different gameplay styles, one of which is an underwater roguelite, essentially. Right. And and the, the ocean that you're going into, they keep remarking about how remarkable it is that every single time you go in, it looks different because so, it is procedurally generated down there. So it is a roguelite once you go down there. And then it's kind of a uh, restaurant management sim where you are, yeah, you know, hiring staff and looking through resumes and delivering things to tables and chopping more wasabi and filling teacups. And then there's RPG elements to it where you are upgrading certain things. So there's and I know I haven't found nearly everything that's in the game from what I've heard about it. So there are a lot of different things, but it's just it's it's bubbling over with charm every now and then there will be this really goofy cutscene that happens um, when you do something, when you interact with a character in a certain way. There was a high end food critic that was so that hated our sushi chef and she shows up and she's like, I want the most difficult thing in the world to make and that's shark head. So I had to take the gun. I had to get down there. I had to find a shark, kill the shark, get the head, bring it back up to the sushi chef and let him serve it to her. And she eats it and it plays this really silly, again, you know, pixel art cinematic of yeah. her like singing opera with hearts going all over the place and she starts <laughs> dancing on the table. It's very, very stupid, but hilariously funny. And so there's there's all sorts of different things that you're interacting with and playing with. You have to set the menu for the sushi restaurant every night so that you're serving different things, setting the prices, how what's your stock of fish. It's it's a little overwhelming, but it never hits the point that you don't know what's going on. And it's a lot of fun. It's very addicting. You think, you know what? One more day. I can get down there. I can complete this side quest. I only need one more clam for this side quest. And I'm going to go down there. I'm going to complete it and then I'll stop. But then by the next day, you've got another side quest and you think, oh, that would only take one dive to do, you know? So, <laughs> so you're really, it really just keeps drawing you back in one more day, one more day, but it's a lot of fun. I think it's a great value for the money too. How long have you put into it so far? I've, oh geez, I don't know. I'm not on my computer that has steam on it. I could open my steam account and look probably, oh, probably four hours. Not, not a ton. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just looking at how long to beat for this one too. They have it listed main story at 19 hours. Yeah. Ma main plus sides 22 and then completion is 30 hours that's actually a decent sized game it is it is a decent sized game um there's been a lot of early comparisons comparisons to things like stardew valley it's not as chilled and relaxed out as stardew valley is there it is kind of faster paced than stardew valley um and i don't think it has a lot of the management style stuff like a like the you know animal husbandry and and romancing a townsfolk that you would like in stardew valley but uh it it does kind of give some of the same vibes as stardew valley where you're managing a lot of different things at one time and you're also dealing with lots of funny fancy characters this is one that i'm not a hundred percent sure that i ever will actually play um i may i may pick it up on a sale at some point in the future and check it out sure but this is one that i'm you know intrigued by certain elements of it but then again i know just the kind of games that i get into and stardew light games aren't it usually right um i do like some far like you know story of seasons it's crazy to me to say that i'm i'm a big fan of story of seasons but i don't like stardew valley that much 
Um, so again, I'm not 100% sure that I would actually get as sucked into Dave the Diver as a lot of other people have been. Um, but if I can get this for, say, less than 10 bucks at some point in the future, I probably will just pick it up and, and try it I out. I think you would enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy it more than you think you would because it is, like I said, I think it's I'd enjoy much, like the restaurant stuff more, a lot. Yeah. I think I'd like even, that part. Even the roguelite part of it, going down into the ocean and fishing is, is very fun and can be very high tense situations sometimes when you're, you know, all of a sudden you're fighting a shark and you're doing good and then a zebra head comes up and you're like oh no you know and and then you realize you die and you lost everything for that excursion that can be really frustrating but it's also like you know what i'm going back down i'm doing it again let's go and so yeah. and so there's you know it's it's you're never you never feel rushed to get things done on time there's no timers on quests and so you it gives you the time that you need to get things done but it's very fun kind of high tense in situations but relaxing also nice very nice very nice. Um, I will also mention that anyone, because, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Anyone that does want to hear more on Final Fantasy 16, this is the week that the episode of BG Mania is going to be dropping where Kyle and I actually recording that right after we after right after is what I'm trying to say there. We record this. Uh, we'll be talking in depth on Final Fantasy 16 for really the first time because we just kind of briefly touched on it last time we talked about sure. it. So uh, if you're interested in hearing more on that game and more importantly, appreciating the amazing soundtrack that that game actually has, go listen to that episode of BG Mania this week. It'll be up hopefully on Wednesday. Um, OK, well, I think that'll bring us to the end of current conditions for this episode. So let's jump into the seven day forecast. little bit of a uh, busier week this week than we had last week, right? Just one game last week, The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. We do have six this week, and I know there is at least one year into. Uh, there is two that I'm really looking forward to on this list as well. Uh, so let's kick this off. Game number one coming on Wednesday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Sean couldn't believe it got as high as it did. Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. <laughs> TVs turn on and off. Planes lose radar. Radio stations can't broadcast through the static. In the small coastal town of Kamina, unnaturally occurring electromagnetic waves are suddenly causing interference with electrical and radio equipment. Reluctantly, Riley Poverly returns to her hometown to investigate the mystery, but what she finds is more than she bargained for. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals is the mind-bending follow-up to the critically acclaimed narrative adventure game Oxenfree from Night School Studio. Play it as a standalone story or dive deeper by playing the original. It's up to you. As you play, you'll shape every step of the story through your choices. How you choose to deal with the supernatural events at hand will forever alter the future. I know you said you were really looking forward to this and you had it yeah. kind of high up on Thunderdome last week. Yeah, I think I had this at number 10 on my list overall. Yeah. And uh, I'm really Sh excited Sean had it in the 50s, I think. Yeah, he's a, doofus. he's a doofus. Everything's a mistake. <laughs> um, no, I think this looks so rad, man. Oxenfree 1 is a great game. This it looks is. super cool. Great game. Um, I will probably jump into this, if not day one, then relatively soon. There's a chance that I play this pretty quick after it releases as well. I know it is on Netflix, as you mentioned, right? You can, if you have yep. the app, you can just load that app up and, and play it for free without having to pay for it or buy it. Um, but even if you do buy it, it's probably not going to be more than like 20 or 25 bucks. These games generally aren't that expensive. Um, I did play for the first one as well. I am looking forward to the sequel. I want to see what they do with this series. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Game number two 
Coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch, Atelier Marie Remake, The Alchemist of Salver. It's not about saving the world. In this leisure adventure RPG, failing student Marie pursues alchemy, adventures, and quests while aiming to graduate in five years. Atelier Marie is the origin of the Atelier series, and it's been remade with new elements. I really like, like uh, Seven and I were talking about last week on the show, I really like the chibi art style here. Yeah, they've got, and, they've got a yeah. cool art style going on with this one. I'm not I'm not totally sold on this game. I never played the original. Um, but I I do think there's a huge market for this and hopefully it's good. Oh yeah. I mean, these games there's there's a reason why there's so many of them, right? Like they do sell to a very specific audience. Um, and the audience that enjoys these games really enjoy these games. I mean, they are they are pretty deep alchemist simulators for the most part, but they are JRPGs as well. Um, I've never really been into the Atelier series much. I have played a decent amount of the games, but never any of them to completion. Um, and I don't know that I ever will, but I do appreciate this series, and there might be one that eventually grabs me to the end eventually. I just don't know if it'll ever happen. Game number three, coming on Thursday to Nintendo Switch. I know Sev is really looking forward to this one. Manic Mechanics. It's time to dust off your overalls and hitch on your tool belt in Manic Mechanics, a chaotic couch co-op game where you and up to three fellow grease monkeys serve the car-obsessed residents of Octane Isle. Your mission? Work your way through Octane Isle's five neighborhoods, challenging the master mechanics that rule each part of town. Repair as many cars, trucks, choppers, tractors, mini-subs, and even UFOs as possible to prove your worth in this hectic race against the clock. We saw this recently in a like an indie showcase or a direct or something like that. Right, Sev right. absolutely fell in love. Yeah, this looks like a Sev game. I honestly think it looks like a blast. This looks super cool. The only reason we didn't put this on Thunderdome is because the, I think the release date was confirmed after and we already had 62 games. I didn't want to add an additional. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I know Sev would have had this in his top 10 had it been on the list. Um, I don't know. that Again, Overcooked is a game that I got into, um, but it's just because I was playing it with Jessica at the time. Um... I've never played it on my own. I've never played moving out. Like, I, I, I mean, I did, but I wasn't into it. Sure. Um, these kind of games just aren't really for me. Not so, your games, yeah. yeah. Understandable. I don't think this will be one that I play. A game that I will play, however, one that I'm really looking forward to, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Gravity Circuit. Gravity Circuit is a flashy action-packed 2D platformer in the spirit of console classics. Follow Kai, a lone operative war hero who harnesses the mysterious powers of the Gravity Circuit on an adventure in a futuristic world inhabited by sentient robots. It's like a Mega Man clone almost. Yeah. And uh, it looks dope as fuck, dude. It, it does look super cool. And I love Mega Man games, man. I love Mega Man like games. They're hard to get right, but when they do, I just I fall in love. Yeah. I know Bedroth is really looking forward to this game as well. Um, I can't remember. I know we're going to be doing a bonus episode of BG Mania on this game soundtrack. I think if I'm remembering correctly, he said it was Dominic Ninmark that's doing the music, uh, which is one of his favorite composers of the modern era. Okay. Um, so before we record that, because I think we're going to record that episode next week. Um, and by then I'm going to try to play this so that way I at least have some things to say on it. It looks like a lot of fun. This one looks like a lot of fun. Game number five, coming on Friday to PC, Jagged Alliance 3. The country of Grand Chien is thrown into chaos when the elected president goes missing and the paramilitary force known as the Legion seizes control. Hire mercs, meet interesting characters, and fight in tactically deep turn-based combat in this true successor to a beloved franchise. I have zero interest in this. Yeah, um, I, I don't 
don't know that this is considered a beloved franchise. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I mean, maybe to some. I guess there's probably a person. Like, yeah. the developers probably beloved it. Maybe. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, it, whatever. Techie Geek was talking about it. He was. He said it. Did he say it dropped early? I wonder if it leaked or if it something. accidentally released yeah. early. I don't know. He was mentioning something in Discord. Yeah. Um, not my kind of Legion. I want the Burning Legion. Ooh, let's do that. <laughs> Give me Kill Jaden again or Sargeras. <laughs> <laughs> Our sixth and final game coming this week on Friday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass, Exoprimal. Exoprimal is an online team-based action game that pits humanity's cutting-edge exosuit technology against history's most ferocious beasts, dinosaurs. Exosuits are grouped into different roles, and players will pilot these exosuits to hold firm against overwhelming dinosaur swarms in online-only team-based action game modes. Whether players are engaging the other team directly or fighting alongside them against a common enemy the aim is to accomplish objectives as quickly as possible and that's why i'm not playing it if it was not online only i would probably play this game you because know, i'm a big fan of earth defense force well and that's i'm also very a big much fan what of, this is i'm a big fan of capcom also um i think this has oh boy I think this has potential there. That's what I think it has is potential. I don't know that it will live up to that potential. In fact, I don't think it will. But there is a shot that this is good. If this is good and people enjoy this game, I think I will download and try try it yeah i'm parsing my I mean, words very carefully here i'm i'm curious how big the download will be because i don't know that i'd be willing to delete something just to install it to try it out um but if i had the space after i finished some games on the series x i also could see myself but again i'm not i hate online only gameplay unless i'm yep. playing with people that i know so um there's probably Outriders still going. Chance. You think you think people still play Outriders? Fuck, I doubt it. Anybody? There's got to be like somebody that's like, oh, I love this game. Again, I know Techie Geek. We just mentioned him. He absolutely loved that he, game. He really liked it. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit of it when that came out, but I was never sucked into it. I think I played for like three or four hours, and then that was it for me. Yeah, I only played a few hours as well. Yeah, I just don't. I think there's probably a 98% chance I don't play Exo Primal. Um, and that's strictly because it's online only. Right. Like if I could even team base, right? Like if it was uh team base with AI characters that I could play single player, I would probably play this just for the story. Right. Because again, I like Earth Defense Force, which is basically the same thing, except it's single player, right? You control a character and you have a, an army with you and you're taking down these giant insects and aliens as they rain down from the heavens. That's what this is here. It's just dinosaurs instead. Um, I would totally play this, but the online only part kicks me out. So probably not going to happen. Well, maybe it'll be better than Redfall. And maybe, mm, maybe me, maybe. you and Robbie can jump in and kill some dinos, man. Yeah, just go go to town on some dinosaurs, teenage dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong game. Wrong game. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah, that might be fun. That actually might be fun. My pick of the week this week. It's between Gravity Circuit and Oxenfree 2. I'm an Oxenfree 2-er here, baby. Yeah, I'll give it to Gravity Circuit then. But both of those games are probably at the same type of hype level for me. Uh, I'm very interested in both of those, so my pick of the week would be one of those two. Since you went Oxenfree 2, I'll go Gravity Circuit just to give it a little bit of a shout-out. That is the end of the seven-day forecast, though. Looking ahead to the extended forecast... A game that I actually am very interested in. It just got announced this past week. Marble It Up Ultra. Really 
releases on August 17th. Do you remember those Marble Madness games? Dude, I loved Marble Madness. We used to like beg to go to the video store and rent that game because we didn't own it. That's what this is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm also not seven anymore, so I I don't know if I'd love it still, but I well, used to. I am very interested in this. Like, Marble It Up Ultra is probably going to be something that I don't know that I'll buy day one, but I likely will pick up on a sale because I really enjoyed those games when I was growing up and I would love to play a modern version. Looks like a lot of fun. NBA 2K24 releases on September 8th. <sighs> the video game with the longest name yet to date. This one's going to be a fun one. Mon you defeat monsters and gain strong weapons and armor. You may be defeated, but don't give up. Become stronger. I believe there will be a day when the heroes defeat the Devil King. Releases on September 21st. <laughs> You gotta love Japanese people, man. What about you, Cliff Balls? <laughs> and River City Rival Showdown releases on October 12th. <laughs> Uh, I've been waiting for that to get its release date uh, on you so I could just say it on the show. It's such a long video game. I title. think uh, <laughs> I, I think that one deserves an award at the end of the year for best name. <laughs> it should. Yeah, we got to remember that. Definitely. We have no delays this week to report on, which is kind of nice. And looking ahead to next week, we do have some games that I'm very interested in. Uh, oh, one of those too. being Viewfinder. Yeah, I'm really into Viewfinder. Can't wait to play that eventually. Uh, I know you were into Tectonica. I'm interested in Tectonica. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah, that's why I put that on there for you. Uh, a day one for me next week is absolutely Lakeburg Legacies. I was in my top 10 in Thunderdome. Uh, Punch Club 2 Fast Forward also looks really good. And then you, number two, I think, for Thunderdome. Correct. Pikmin 4. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, next week is a good week. Love Pikmin, man. Oh, gosh. It just it, it upsets me you don't like Pikmin as much as I do. I know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really enjoyed Pikmin 1 on the GameCube when it first came out. Like, that first opening month, right? Because I think Pikmin 4, if I'm remembering correct, or I'm sorry, Pikmin 1 was a launch window game for the Nintendo. GameCube that I think potentially even came out the same day as Super Smash Bros. Melee, because uh, Melee came out a few weeks after the GameCube did. GameCube came out like middle of November 2001, and then Pikmin 1 and Smash came out early December of 2001. And I think they may have even been on the same day, but maybe not. I got them both for Christmas that year, and I really enjoyed the first Pikmin, but it kind of went downhill from there for me. Like, I started That's losing fair. interest as they went on. That's fair. I uh, I went the other way. I never played Pikmin 1, played Pikmin 2, loved Pikmin 3, and expect to Game of the Year Pikmin 4. So, well, I mean, uh, Pikmin 4 looks looks really good. Into, it looks if you so like good, that, yeah. Yeah, if you like that type of gameplay, they're adding a lot of elements to it and even new Pikmin. So, and a dog. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... We should have uh, next week. Uh, well, next week you're not even here on the show. So seven. I'll be out of town. I'll be on so, yeah, vacation. Uh, vacay. You, you, I don't know where you're going. I forget. What you, I pr actually I probably do. But I just forget. All right, I'll be in a uh, Duck Creek, Duck, Duck Creek, Utah. Creek, Utah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, so that means I'll probably have Seb on the show with me next week. I don't know exactly what we'll talk about. Um, maybe Lakeburg. Well, no, because those are next week. So it would have to be a game that comes out this week. We'll probably, maybe he'll talk about Manic Mechanics. I don't know if he's buying that day one. Um, I'll either talk about... I'll talk about Gravity Circuit next week. That'll be yeah. my game for, for the show. Yeah, Cause, Gravity Circuit. Because I won't, I won't have a chance to play Oxenfree 2, I don't think, before next week. Uh, but I know for sure I'll play Gravity Circuit because I do need to prep for the episode that Bedroth and I are going to do for BG Mania. But um, those are our big games coming out next week as well, which actually is kind of nice because that means the week...
week after that, you will be here to yes. talk about Pikmin 4. Yes. And uh, I'll uh, be well, it comes out on Friday. Hopefully, I'll have a chance to jump into it before then. But the week after, I'll at least have a chance to talk about Oxenfree 2. Yep. And then if, if so Oxenfree 2 will be coming up. Pikmin 4 will be coming up. I'll have some things to say on Lakeburg Legacy. And uh, it'll be a good time. Maybe it'll Tectonica. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But I actually think that'll be the end of the show for this week. A much more normal-sized play on Arrival that everyone is used to outside of the two hours that the Thunderdome episodes usually run. Um, do you have any parting words for us before we get out of here today? Parting words or the parting playlist or the, the personal pee-pee, baby? pick. The, the personal pee-pee. pick from the parting playlist. Yeah. Particularly prescribed <laughs> by <laughs> by podcaster. Uh, it's the PPPPPPP. And uh, I don't think I've used this song yet. This Mon, song, you still got you beat. Yeah, almost. Oh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I don't think I've used this song yet. This song is not perfectly new. I hope I haven't used this one yet. I don't know that I, 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 I forget, Brian. But I don't remember everything you use either, to be fair. Yeah, so. Here we go. Here we go. I, I The only reason I'm thinking about it now is because it gets stuck in my head about three times a week. I hear it on the radio. I freaking love this song. It's by the band Milky Chance, which had a hit uh, a couple years ago and are back with a new album. And they've got this song called Living in a Haze, which Doesn't is... sound familiar, so... Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, You've probably heard it because it has been kind of all over the place, but I freaking love this song. I think it's so catchy um, and it contains the words, I wish I was a disco boy, (laughs) which I think is a sentiment that all of us can rally behind at some point in our lives. All of us at some point wish we are disco boys. Uh, So go give this a song. I love it. I think it's going to end up in my top 10 by the end of the year because it's been stuck in my head nonstop. It's called Living in a Haze by Milky Chance. This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode. 